Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So here's the first truth you want to write today. There is life beyond the grave. And we'll talk about the lies that Satan says about the healer. So Jesus draws back this curtain and we see something. They both died, but they're both alive. Their bodies were in the ground, but their spirits, the real you, the real me, would live on forever. See, we're eternal beings. All around us, we're told we need to prepare for our future. Retirement accounts, cemetery plots, life insurance. But seldom do we hear about the need to prepare for what's after death. Pastor Mark will be sharing a story Jesus told about a crooked funds manager. Jesus will be relating the story of this guy's dishonesty with our need to be prepared for what awaits us beyond death. The first thing we need to understand that there is something beyond this life. Secondly, there are only two destinations, and we get to decide which destination is our final one. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke chapter 16 with part one of his message, Life After Death, Choose Your Destiny. Now, from time to time in a teaching, to start with, I'd like you to focus on uh, two words. So here's the two words I want you to focus on today. Truth and fixed. Let's say it together. Truth and fixed. You'll understand what the fix is about as we go through. In this teaching, Jesus teaches three great issues that basically every single one of us, we face. Life, death, and eternity. And Jesus uh, shows the contrast today, huge contrast between two men and, and what they experience in their lives, what they experience at death, and what they experience after death, what that looks like as their final destination. Maybe you got up this morning and the sun wasn't up so much and a little bit of light out there and you're in your kind of kitchenette and you take the curtain and you pull back the curtain so light can come in. Well, here's what's going to happen this morning. Uh, Jesus is teaching. I'm not really teaching. Jesus is teaching. And he's going to pull back the curtain and give us a view of eternity, of hell and of heaven. Now, Jesus is teaching. He knows all about this. And sometimes when people hear the word hell, they don't like to even want to talk about it. Well, Pastor Mike, I'm not really into hell. I don't believe in hell. And why would God, God's a loving God, even never send anybody to hell? Oh, you're right there. We send ourselves to hell. 
But it is important, and you'll see this term warn numbers of times in the scripture. And here's what I want to tell you this morning. God loves you. He loves every single person he created. Now, what is his will regarding people going to hell? How many people, what percentage of people God wants to go to hell? Zero. So don't get mad at God today. He's trying to give you a view of what's coming. You say, well, really, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, really? No, it has everything to do with you because you're going to be in one of two places when you die. Now, in life, there's lots of questions that we face. And one of them is, as you get a little older, you, where in the world did I come from? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do in this earth for those 70 or 80 or 90 years? And the third question that we have to deal with as we get a little older is, where am I going after I die? And most people have wrong beliefs about number three. Where am I going after I die? And I'm going to go through a lot of those beliefs today. Now, remember, Satan has a goal. He's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire, hell. And he wants as many people to join him as possible. And so we'll see what that looks like as we go through this scripture today. And uh, he lies to people about what's going to happen after death. He has lots of deception. And uh, the only place you can find the truth about what's going to happen is from Jesus and from the word of God. This is all true. It tells us what's going to happen, how to live here, and what's going to happen to us when we die. Now, look at verse 19. We begin talking about these two men and the contrast that they experience. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar. So somebody brought this beggar in front of the rich man's house basically every day. His name was Lazarus and he was covered with sores. And longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table, even the dogs came and licked his sores. Now, many people that are good commentators and great believers believe this is basically a parable. Uh, Many other people believe it is actually a true story. Uh, I'm more the person that falls into that, that it's actually a true story with two real people. Because normally in a parable, you never name somebody. We already saw a name today, Lazarus. But it doesn't really matter if it's a story or a parable, true story or parable, because the principles don't change at all. So you have two men, one we would call today a billionaire, and the other one we would call today, you know, a street person, a beggar. Now, notice that this rich man, this billionaire, had no regard at all for the beggar. He's out there trying to take care of his wounds. He's not giving him any of the food that just falls from his table. And basically, when he goes out and the beggar's there, he just kind of steps over him and goes on with his work. So he has absolute no concern at all for the beggar. And you'll see that that comes out in the end of our teaching. Now, look at verse 22. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him into Abraham's side. And the rich man also died and was buried. Now, here's the truth. One out of one dies. You don't like that, but that's true. Every single person, unless you're in the rapture, every single person is going to die. 
So this is the truth. Both died, but their funerals were very different. Notice Lazarus died. He doesn't have a funeral. In those days, there's a place, basically, it's a dump at Gehenna. And it's a place that's still there today. Not, not really a dump today, but in those days for hundreds and hundreds of years, it was a place where just trash went. And uh, actually in the Old Testament, when people were unbelievers, they would sacrifice their children there to the false gods. But here's where Lazarus' body went. He didn't have a funeral. He was all alone. Somebody took his body, just put it on the ash, uh, on the dump, and it would just burn and burn and burn. And it basically, as we would say today, it was cremated. Now, the one good thing, how did he get to Abraham's side? Angels carried him. I'll go for that, okay? I'll have an angel deliver me to heaven. Now, notice the second part. The billionaire's body, very different. He didn't go to the dump. He went and his body would be buried. But before it was buried, he would have many spices put around his dead body. Remember in those days, that's how they kind of protected it. And then, of course, he had all that uh, beautifully uh, wrapped uh, linen and so forth all over his body. And he was definitely placed in a burial cave of his own. Now, the beggar was burned and there was nobody there to even notice it. He was all alone, but not true for the billionaire because his rich friends would be there. Well, I'm showing up at his funeral. Hopefully some good things will happen out of that. And notice something else. There were five brothers of the rich man that would have been there at the funeral. That will come up later in our teaching. Now, when we talk about death in the Bible, death just simply means separation or separation from God. And in the Bible, there are three kinds of death. There's spiritual, physical, and eternal death. Let's talk about it. When Adam and Eve were created, they were never created to die. They would have never died. They would have lived perfectly. But they chose to sin. And when they sinned, God had already warned them, you're going to die if you sin. So don't sin. Just one thing, don't, don't get near that tree. But they went and ate the fruit of the tree. Now, when they died, here's what happened. Immediately, did they die physically? No. But they died spiritually. What does death mean? Come on, tell me. Separation from who? From God. Well, in the, that's the spiritual understanding of it. So what did God do to Adam and Eve? Get out of the garden. Our relationship is no longer intact. See, when they were created, they were in perfect relationship with God. They just walked with him and talked. They enjoyed it. But now they were separated. Sin always separates us from God. But later in that chapter three, we know that the Messiah would come. So God was providing a solution. But they were spiritually dead. Now, the second thing is later, Adam and Eve die, physical. What does it mean separation from? Our spirit, the real you and me, is separated from our body. You're either going to be cremated or, or buried, which buried just does takes longer than cremation does. That's all. The very same thing. You go back to dust. Now, there's a third kind of death, and it's separation from God for how long? Take a look. It's the third one. What, how, how long is eternity? Oh, a few hundred days. How long is eternity? Forever. Can you figure that out? No. None of us can figure that out. 
We can't hardly figure out next Wednesday. How could we figure out eternity? So there's the three kinds of death. Now, if you don't solve your spiritual separation from God, you will end up in hell or Hades. If you accept Jesus Christ, you'll end up in hell and you will never experience eternal death, but eternal life. Very different as we go through. Now, look at verse 23. They've both died. Where do they go? In hell, where he was in torment, this is the rich man, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Abraham was the father of the Jewish nation. Of course, he believed in God with Lazarus by his side. So here's the first truth you want to write today. There is life beyond the grave. And we'll talk about the lies that Satan says about the healer. So Jesus draws back this curtain and we see something. They both died, but they're both alive. Their bodies were in the ground, but their spirits, the real you, the real me, would live on forever. See, we're eternal beings. Now, I'm going to give you two things today that are pretty pointed. First one's going to be at Buddhism in general. The second will be about the Mormons. Now, I'm not against them. I'm not talking against them. But I want to show you what the Bible says about truth and why they are 1,000% wrong. And they have been deceived by Satan. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, you shouldn't do that. Oh, yes, I should do that. Because we teach people. Now, God loves all of them, but they just believe wrong. That's why we send missionaries. So here's a headline that just came out a couple weeks ago. The Dalai Lama, who is the spiritual leader of the Tibetan Buddhism, he hints at rebirth as a woman outside China's influence. Now, what are we talking about there? Look at his statement. Well, look at me for just a moment. In Buddhism, there's a belief that everybody is reincarnated. You just keep coming back and back and back and back. And the Dalai Lama is kind of the head of the Tibetan. And he hates China. So, you know, where Tibet is, near China. And he, most of the time, lives in India because he doesn't want to be there. So look at his statement. As far as my own rebirth or reincarnation is concerned, the final authority is my say. God isn't in the picture anywhere. They don't believe in God. My say, no one else is, and obviously not the Chinese communists. So here's what he says. Here's what they believe. The Dalai Lama keeps coming back. He's reincarnated. There's only been one. They just, they're reincarnated. They can be, re- in Buddhism beliefs, you can come back and be reincarnated as another human or an animal. And he's going to be reincarnated. Notice what it said up there. He's going to come back as a woman. Reincarnated as a woman. And usually the Dalai Lama comes as a child. So he's going to come back as a young girl and be reincarnated. Now, when you look at that, here's the first thing I want you to write. This is the lie, the deception, whatever you want to call it, of reincarnation. Eventually, everybody is good enough. Now, what does that mean? Well, you say, well, Pastor Mark, why do you call that a lie? Well, let me show you from Scripture 
Hebrews 9.27. Just as man is destined to die, how many times? How many, how many times will you die? Once. How many times did they say they die? Just keep coming back. Just keep coming. Just as man is destined to die once, and after that, to face the judgment. You see, their false belief says that the individual soul survives, is reincarnated into another body, human, like I told you, human or animal. Eventually, that person becomes so enlightened, whatever that term means, and they're absorbed in the divine all. Why do I say that's a lie? Because the Bible says everyone dies once and then the judgment. There is no reincarnation. It's a thousand percent false. Now, here's another one to write down. The lie of annihilation, that death ends it all, and basically there's no afterlife. Now, you probably know, and you might even be here, and that's what you believe. You've been taught that basically when you die, you're going to go into the ground, you're going to be fertilizer for somebody's yard, and that's it. You're done. You're finished. And so when you do that, what kind of mentality do you have? Eat, drink, be merry, because tomorrow you're not going to exist. Well, why do I call that a lie? By the way, Satan knows this is a lie. Satan knows he's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire with the demons. He knows he's going to live on forever. So he just lies to mankind. You're just simply going to cease to exist. Now, what did we just read? Let's see if you have any memory. Hebrews. Just as man is destined to die once, period. That's it. Pastor Mark, it proves it. No. And after, hello, say it with me. And after that, to face judgment. Do you got it? No, you don't just cease. Now you're going to face judgment. So that means I'm going to live after I die. There's no such thing as being buried, and that's it. No, you die once, and then you're going to face judgment. And you will absolutely live in one of two places. Now notice, how is this proven by our story this morning? The rich man and the beggar die. Are they alive now? Yes, they're alive. Their, their body's gone. They're alive. You'll see them talking to each other. They're 100% alive. Proof again that it's wrong. Annihilation is actually a lie from Satan. Now, look at verse 23 again. In Hades, or hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. This is the lie. Write it down, if you will. You need to understand these because people will shoot these up at you when you're trying to witness to them. The lie of universalism. That's why I told you not to read The Shack, go to the movie, because that's what it's based on. This guy is totally against God. He lies against God. If you read his latest book, The Lies of God, he'll say there's no salvation. You don't need to be saved. There's no hell. God is not a good guy. Everybody goes to heaven. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, notice, many people say, it doesn't really matter what you believe, Pastor Mark, as long as you believe. Really? Okay, four and four is nine. 
No, it's really eight. Well, it might be eight for you. It's nine for me. How stupid is that? So understand, the lie of universalism is destroyed by the truth of the Bible. Universalism, again, says this. God is a God of love. Is he? Yes. But he's a God of truth. And so they would say, everybody goes to heaven when you die. Well, look at the proof from the Bible. 100% wrong. All a lie. Matthew 25, 46. Jesus teaching. Then they will go away, watch the two destinations. Number one, to eternal punishment, hell. Number two, but the righteous, the born again, those that are saved, to eternal life. So does everybody go to heaven? Of course not. They go to one of two places. Truth, everybody will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. You don't get to come back and try it again. There's no reincarnation. You don't go in the ground and that's the end of it. No, you're going to be judged after that. And then the judgment, depending on whether you're a believer or unbeliever, you will spend in one of two places, heaven and hell. Now, hell was never created for people. It's created for the devil. But when you're born, we have that sin nature. And we have to deal with that sin nature. Adam and Eve passed it to us. And we have to choose to receive the Messiah, Jesus, and the forgiveness of sins. Now, let me try to explain what happens. Take a look at this. It's not hard to see. In the beginning, way back in the, on that top side, Garden of Eden, origin of death. Remember, that's when sin came. We're now in the Abraham's bosom or this place of destination. Now, let me use it as an illustration today. You can see this. On one side, we have unbelievers. And notice, their body's in the grave, but their spirit is in torment. On the other side, we have believers. Their body is in the grave or burned up, cremated, but they're in the place of paradise. So just look at me, and we'll use the church this morning, kind of the middle aisle as the dividing point, okay? So I know you won't like this, but okay. When you go to heaven, notice this chasm. See right down here in the bottom? Between the believers and the unbelievers, there's a chasm. So there's a dividing line right here. There's a dividing line. Now, this is before Jesus comes. I'll explain what happens later, okay? So when Jesus is talking about here, he's talking about on one side, the rich man is there, and this is hell. So all of you are in hell this morning right here, okay? <laughs> on that left side. And, and on this side, you're in heaven. You're in heaven. That's worth at least three or four lunches from a few of you this week for me. All right, now. Okay, so this is a place of torment, and this is a place of blessing. Now, we would call that, it's called hell or Hades in the time where Jesus is teaching. He has not gone to the cross yet. Over here, it's not called heaven yet. It's called paradise. Pastor Mark helped us understand today that even though people may be dishonest, there are things we can learn from their lives. This guy definitely thought of himself first, even to the point of stealing from his boss. We should definitely avoid that aspect of his character. On the other hand, we should be intensely interested in how we finish out our lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. In the next portion of this teaching, Pastor Mark will continue to unpack the story of the unjust steward and fold in the truths that Jesus is trying to pass on to his listeners. He will also talk about the truths of the Bible versus the lies that the enemy uses through false philosophies to keep us from thinking about the finality of death and our destinies beyond life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.